This episode of Vic's Basement is brought to you by EB Games. Support us by buying your video games at EB Games. Welcome to my basement, everybody! Hey, Hello. Hello! Look, we can almost fill the whole frame okay. if we okay. do this crazy nice. kind of stuff. Nice trick. What do you think? Um, I think it's fantastic. How are you, Victor Lucas? I'm great. How are you? Uh, Happy Friday. I'm great. Yes, it's Friday. I can't believe it's Friday already. I've had like three coffees today. It's been <laughs> fantastic. And my Saskatoon mug got its weekly cleaning. Very nice. And it's the uh, <laughs> it's the Friday before we go off to San Diego. So that, right. that is uh, that trip is imminent. It's, it's, uh, it is upon us. Imminent, not it's, eminent. It's imminent. Imminent. It's coming very soon. I can't wait to go. I love uh, San Diego. I love Comic Con. And San Diegans. And San Diegans. Yes, um, it's going to be a blast. Yeah, your first one. So I can't, I can't agree with any of that. I don't know. You'll find I'm out. I'm not sure. Yeah, I won't I overhype it. Okay, stop. I've only spent, I don't know, 15 or 20 years overhyping comic. <laughs> All right, so we'll leave that. Yes, there's a lot of prep involved with that that I still need to do. I'm going to be watching a lot of television this weekend just to prep for it. Are we doing the uh, Comic-Con documentary? Is it the Rob Adler Yeah, we're going to do it. Okay. All we're right. Yeah. It. Okay. We're doing a little production meeting. Yeah, we were thinking of the things that we're going to review next week, and uh, mm -hmm. some of it will be actually from the floor, which yep, is going to be go. pretty rad. I know. And, and I might as well break it right here because it's going to be coming up pretty quickly. Uh, I, uh, Tommy, who was on Vic's Basement at E3, yeah. he made me promise that we're going to shoot something at Comic-Con. We are going to shoot a show together at Comic-Con. Uh, yeah, so that's Tommy Tallarico, in case anybody's tuning in, doesn't, doesn't, doesn't really know what's happening or who we are or who Tommy right. is. Yeah. He now is the owner and operator and uh, maestro of uh, Video Games He's Live. And uh, so it'll be cool. We'll get to uh, yeah. reconnect at Comic-Con. We've done a lot of good shows, he and I, together at Comic-Con. So yeah, I'm a lot of people uh, like myself that watched Electric Playground when it was called the Electric Playground. Yeah. Uh, Tommy was a huge part of it. So, I, I mean, I feel like I grew up with him. Yep. Um, but he also generates a lot of trolley fans. Yeah, a lot of trolley <laughs> so, fans. So we'll, well uh, and, look at the comments. And in the show, you will watch him on air troll me. Yes, which he will does be, that too. Uh, which will be amazing. That's fine. Uh, so it's I, I mean, it's great on... to have all these different personalities because you really, do, I mean, for on reviews in the run, there are so many different personalities. That's how we roll. Oh, coming together. That's how we stay on the air and that's how we keep this fun and, uh, you know, we, we make it a well, unique right. experience for us every day. Yeah, right? because you, on, like, let's be real, you can get reviews anywhere. Yeah. Really, you could. But you can't get reviews of different personalities talking with each other. From these people. From these people, because yeah. these people are unique. I'm going to throw myself into that mix. Sure. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Us people. We're all, us people. We're all in there together. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I didn't even realize this, but I've been on Reviews in the Run for three years. A fan let me know. I didn't know. That That's is amazing. awesome. Yeah, and we've got something, uh, he, he let you know with something cool, which it's we'll really talk about in a little bit. That'll be toy break. But yeah, let's talk about... Uh, um, Microsoft. Well, oh, you want to start off with something sad? Yeah. Well, it is sad. Um, absolutely. Yeah, it's definitely absolutely sad. It's yeah. also, uh, uh, and I got somebody tweeted me said uh, we want positive, upbeat, optimistic Vic. And uh, <laughs> I feel like you're like that a lot. You're like that all the time. Well, Why can't you be? I, I, I sad am, about but uh, you know, but there's also a lot of uh, a lot of stuff uh, happening in this business that uh, is upsetting to mm -hmm. lifers like like myself and yourself. Yeah. And. Uh, uh, you know, this stuff that's happening with Microsoft, it looks like it's not affecting Xbox tremendously yet. Well, that's the thing. We don't know. But we don't know yet. But, like, Did you, you read the, the uh, memo that they sent out? 
No. It was ex so excruciating because it was all about the future and all of these things that are going to be impacting and we're going to change and we're going to evolve and we're a business that's going to be kick-ass yeah. and la, 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 la. And, and then it just goes on and on and on and on. But it's like... And then... Do, do I, people are like, am I working with this company anymore well, or not? Well, that's what we were talking about earlier. I just don't know. Like, how do you, how do you feel if you're an employee of this company? Yeah. When a memo gets sent out saying that they're going to lay off this many people... Um, in this amount of time. You well, don't know if it's going to be you or not. You're just going to keep working. You're just going to keep burning the midnight oil. Like, how do you, well, I think it's, how do you keep going? It's a morale thing for sure, but yeah. I think it's also a, uh, a wake-up call and a morale hit for anybody in technology or in video games because sure. Microsoft is, uh, you know, whether they... This is the thing that I, I don't like about this uh, messaging around Microsoft and Xbox because the rumors are out there that you know, if, uh, you know, the new CEO, yeah. uh, Satya Nadella, if he, if he decides it's a, it's a part of the company that isn't running the way that he wants it to, or his team wants it to, mm -hmm. it's potentially something that can go up on the block that they right. could sell, that they could diversify and, and sell. Now there, he and Spencer and other people on the team have all been out there saying, no, that's not going to happen. But I, what I don't like is it's all business speak mm -hmm. from Microsoft. Right. It's all just like it's a financially beneficial thing. It's tracking well. Games are enormously important to yeah. the mobile space. And, you know, I know that it's an, a company that's based on profits and, and has to appease investors. Yeah. And, and uh, you know, they need to understand and hear that there are business points and business reasons for them having this investment in Xbox. Right, but you feel like they're just selling to other big companies that would could potentially buy them? Well, no, what I would rather hear is the importance about the software mm -hmm. and the importance of the creativity and the medium and the storytelling power and the cultural power uh, and, you know, the cachet that Microsoft yeah. has by investing in interactive entertainment that is appealing on a uh, entertainment level to sure. millions of people rather than it just being a nuts and bolts this is a financial decision for it because i feel like well that's the thing they're they're preaching to a certain audience you and i i think gamers in general have been asking for communication from microsoft for a long time now especially yeah. when they announced the xbox one not last year but the e3 before that when they were talking about it, every all the messaging was so confusing yeah. that we were just as fans we didn't know what to do yeah right so i feel like even now we're just we feel i i mean i feel like i've been left in the dark a little bit well at this point though i mean i, I think that anybody that's got an xbox one and you hear the news of them you know closing down the uh the xbox studio and the idea that they're going to invest in in uh uh you know, sort of gamer-centric programming, that's all going away now. They're going to finish what they've got obligated. But, you know, it's just a bunch of bad news. And I think what an Xbox One gamer, and I'm one of them, yeah. would want to hear right now is that, no, we don't just think of this as a financial positive for this company, but we like the cultural connection, the cultural win by embracing and investing in this space. Right. You know, and I... I don't want to kick them while they're down, but I, of course I, not. I want to hear more than just dollars and numbers and, and job cuts. And like, I want to hear why they want to be in this business more than it just be a Trojan horse for Microsoft to be in the living room, which sure. was the 
you know, expectation from the get-go with Microsoft and its Xbox initiative. It was just some new internet-connected device, which proved not to be true. It proved to be a very valuable and strong brand in the game space that means a lot to a lot of people. Right. Now what I want to hear as an Xbox fan and as somebody that's... Like, I look at my, my number on Xbox Live. It's 11 years I've been gaming on Xbox on Xbox Live. That's wow. 11 years of my life that I've been an Xbox given, fan. That you've given to Xbox, yeah. And I'm, I'm not alone. There's millions of us out there. What I want to hear, and I think what everybody that, that loves Xbox wants to hear, is that Microsoft loves the business and loves the creativity in the business. And, and more than just the dollars of it, right. wants to be investing in it. You know, right. over and over and over again. Sure. Because on the other side of the fence, you hear... Uh, Sony's got Ho Hokum coming out the damn door, you know. Ho Which, like, what so financial that. sense does that game yeah. make? You know. Uh, okay. Well, okay. With Microsoft, though, I feel like even when they first came out, they were trying to fit in, right? They're just yeah. trying to fit in. They're trying to make some space. They want to get in the console game too. They want to get some space mm-hmm. uh, right by your television. So they wanted to fit in, right? So now, but with the whole Xbox One thing, as they transitioned, because the 360 was amazing. I love my 360. Yeah, of course. Uh, but with the Xbox it One thing, it, it almost feels like um, they were the kid that was trying to fit in and then became arrogant with its popularity and now is trying to rise above the, the group that they've tried to fit in with, like trying to start mm. their own thing. And so, and I really felt that with the Xbox One and all the marketing that was happening behind that, even at that E3, I felt like as a gamer, I wasn't almost even welcome into their booth. Like the way they were trying to market, I feel like they're trying to market toward an audience that wasn't me. Last year. Last year. Not, not this not year. This year, this yeah. year they, they definitely flipped the switch on that because they realized that they made a mistake. You know what? Last The first year with Xbox One, you were right. Yeah. It was so tough to walk up to a console yeah. and actually try anything. I know. I was ridiculous. I mean, they, it's like they walled it off. They walled it off for the celebrities they invited to yeah. come over. So Beyonce right. was there. Yeah. Right? They were they were trying to market to a certain audience. Like They, they want to get that other crowd. Not right. the gamer crowd, but I mean, the people that have whatever kind of device they watch television on. It was all about TV. Yeah. It was all about TV. But yeah. that's not, if you're coming to E3, you're speaking to me as a pe- as a person that plays video games. Well, and, and this is the thing, right? Like this $18,000 or 18,000 person number is a very scary thing. And we know that most Terrifying. of that is going to be from the Nokia acquisition. So all of those people that were a part of that deal and they're, they're apparently cutting off all of the development uh, that they were doing on an Android thing and they're going to push mm-hmm. all of that work back to Windows Phone. All of that stuff they can do. But I think you can't just lop Xbox in with that. I mean, that's I Xbox is a different culture than Microsoft. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's the incongruity that doesn't really make sense here mm-hmm. is the, the Xbox fanboy and girl doesn't really give a shit about Nokia. You know, no, they want to know, and the business sort of wins around all. They want to know that they've got awesome games mm-hmm. coming and that Microsoft is not going to, you know, start hacking and slashing in there. Yeah. You know, they want to know that there's a real long-term commitment to this sector. Yeah, and, it's true. You know, and I think people not only liked the message that Sony was giving at E3 last year and the price point and the... You know the SaaS that they they gave to Xbox because <laughs> there haven't been that there yeah. haven't really been that many you know incredible AAA games on that, either of the two platforms mm-hmm. or even the Wii U for that yeah. matter you know but people believe I think in what Sony has long term committed to 
games. And I think that was a big part of the, the selling point with it. Yeah. And I think that, that trust was earned through the PlayStation 3's life cycle. And I don't Absolutely. think it was the first thing that, that came to, to mind. But I think as the PS3 was waning or, you know, still hasn't actually waned yet. But, no, you know, the more years of the PS3, it sort of engendered more support and trust. And sure. I think that, you know, went into the PS4 marketing. We and they're... Like the fan, like, like, you a lot of people love, are gobbling it up. But yeah. you see the love that Sony gets now. And I, like, just growing up, I was never, I mean, Sony was the last thing that I thought of. Sony was the last thing that I thought of. But right. now, just getting into games uh, even more, you, you realize how many gamers and how many people love Sony products. Yeah. Just because even when the PS3 came out, the PS2 was selling like crazy. Yeah. They sold record amounts of consoles because they sold it at a cheaper and they price. Were they were slimmer. When they flipped the switch on the PlayStation 3, you know, and, and they learned some pretty valuable they lessons did, and yeah. all that stuff. And for I, sure. So, yeah, I feel like they've learned their lesson and they've. they've obviously garnered more trust now yeah. from all of us as gamers. People, I mean, I'm really enjoying the PS4 now. Yeah, you know, and still, I mean, Sony's got a long way to go, sure. I think, to um, really understand. I think they're doing a much better job, but they're, they're really understanding how the, the impact of their characters and their creations and the cultural kind of resonance. And I think mm -hmm. that's what they're, they have been celebrating since last year with their videos, with that that uh, mural at E3 this year. I think that they're, you know, and all of the uh, the fans that they had in the audience that were freaking out about stuff. And, you know, I think Xbox actually... Well, I mean, I didn't like that. They were just placed in there for I know, there was, a cheer. Yeah, I know. Smart, though. It was smart. And but... I think Xbox has had that in different years, but you're right. I feel like they... They're figuring it out. And it's, right, it's messy, it and it's... it's uh, I, I don't envy anybody at, at Microsoft right now that has got to kind of wade through all of these different messages. It's such a huge... But do you feel like Sony communicates more with us, communicates a lot better than Microsoft? Well, I, I feel, especially right now, yeah. I feel like Sony is definitely committed long-term to making lots of games. Committed to the gamer. And... A little, I, I trust that a little more than I trust that with Microsoft, especially, right. and this is why I don't envy those those folks at Microsoft. I think that part of what their job is now, if they work at Xbox, yeah. is to like calm everybody's nerves, I let know. everybody know that they're way more than just Halo, that they're going to be doing a lot of investment into lots of different IP and lots of different genres and different ideas. And certainly, like the Crackdown announcement and the Phantom Dust announcement at E3, that's all incredibly encouraging. Absolutely. But we need, you know, we need a lot of I choice know. and diversity and price options I know. I'm coming so from Microsoft spending the money on that stuff. But that amount, like... That amount of and people getting laid it? off, that is terrifying to yeah. me. Because you think of, I mean, working in the industry, um, you know, for as long as I have so far, I mean, I've made really great friends at Microsoft. You just meet great people because you're, you're working with them, right? Yeah. And you just, you think of their, you think of how awesome they are and how hard they work. And how much they care. And how much they care. They love what they're doing. I think of Ken Lobb, who I've known since, you know, the Nintendo days. And yeah. I know it was a massive, and he, he was at Namco before that. I know it was a massive choice, a massive life-changing decision for him yeah. to cross the street in Redmond and go from Nintendo to Microsoft. And Crazy. he left amazing friends at Nintendo. Of he course. left an incredible legacy there. And I know that 
meant the world to him that Microsoft bought Rare, and I know that Crackdown is his favorite video game, so I know that he pushed for Oh my God, then Crackdown I think of what Microsoft back. did to Rare. Oh my God. And yeah, the, the way that that company has been squandered for sure. Uh, uh, but, you know, I think of Ken. You know, I yeah. think Ken Lobb, who the world is starting to get to know a little bit more because Microsoft is putting out him out on stage now. I mean, he's the true heart of... Well, he's Xbox. a gamer. Right, he is. And, and that's like, what you connect with. I, I almost want Microsoft to give, you know, to put Ken in front of the camera in, in Seattle, in Redmond, and, and have him explain what the course is now. Yeah, like, have Phil, that. Like, Phil is doing a great us, yeah. job. Phil Spencer's awesome. I like him. I like sure. that he's wear, he wears cool t-shirts and, <laughs> you know, he doesn't look like a suit. You know, I he think that's... He a cool t-shirt, yeah. Yeah, I it's think true. that's cool. He's very well-spoken. But I think that's what we don't need from Microsoft right now. Right. We don't well need spoken. very well-spoken guy. We need like... Somebody to get real with us. Bleeding pixels guy. You know, <laughs> yeah. That's a game, actually. But we need, yes, we need, we need Ken, who bleeds pl- pixels, to come out and say, nope, Xbox is here forever. We're going to be making awesome stuff. You guys, you guys just wait. You, but, yeah. you know, you've believed in us for uh, And Shen will make the music years. for that as well. Right. You know, <laughs> and we have so much more to, to come and deliver and... It's true, and, and I think that's that's the uh, the crazy thing about news like that. I, you know, Josh, are people uh, commenting on the Xbox stuff? Yeah, sorry. Um, yeah. There is one question though. Um, yeah, Stephen. Uh, I'm not going to try and pronounce the last name. Okay, they're asking why the PS4 uh, versus the Xbox isn't a bigger news story though. Yeah, like outside of our space. Yeah, uh, outside or, it, or like, even in games. Yeah. I, I you think, know, I, I think it's they tried to make that a thing for a long time. I think that was a thing, like a. It was just like East Coast versus West Coast. No, rap I, for a I long think time. I think the message the message is like, like PlayStation Four is killing it at retail. It is. It's 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 not really a contest right now. You know, even the upgrades in the, in the beginning we thought it was going to be because we didn't know what it was going to be yet, right? Yeah, but I think there's also a a hesitancy to report on it. Part of it is that the actual numbers aren't really out there yet, you Mm -hmm. know, and it's still new and it's still too soon to call the horse race. Well, we know that the Wii U has outsold the Xbox One. Well, it's it's doing quite well because of Mario Kart. Right. Like, I don't know the actual numbers because Microsoft just released, and I don't know, if anybody does, please post them so that Josh can relay them, but Microsoft released that they've doubled up in June on the $399 price point that they had with uh, their main numbers. But I know that people in, in... in May, started to hear that there was a 399 version of the Xbox coming, so they probably weren't rushing to the store to buy a 499 right, Xbox One, right? So they were probably waiting for the 399 SKU to come out. So of course that you're going to have more sold off, in June yeah. than in May. Most of people are holding. I mean, they're tightening their purse strings too. We don't know when a new console comes out. Yes, I'm I'm one of those people that likes to be the first to own things. Yeah, but. I mean, if if I wasn't, if I wasn't that person, I would wait a while because you don't know what games are coming out, right. especially for the Xbox One. I mean, we're promised things, but if they're not there yet, I'm not going to go and spend all this dough. And I think a lot of people that are willing to take that risk are, are going towards the PlayStation 4. And I think right. Stephen's question about why is this not being reported more, I think people don't want to call it too soon. You know, I think that they don't want to call it too soon and we're giving Microsoft the benefit of the doubt to... Uh, yeah. Um, come out with the, you know the games and the announcements that are going to like create a fervor like mm-hmm. the PlayStation Four has been able to enjoy. This will be the holiday. This is an incredibly important holiday season for Xbox One. Now they they don't have their best 
ammunition that's going to be halo and quantum break and all of the other things that got sort of planned for 2015 you can yeah. say the same thing about uh, playstation 4 sure but if playstation 4 crushes them this holiday season which isn't a an incredibly i don't think that would be out of the, yeah out of the or you know out of nowhere surprise suggestion or, right. or guess um it's going to be uh I, and you know, on, on the uh, the heels of this layoff announcement, it's kind of freaky, man. Yeah, because I, I don't, I don't want this this radical shakeup. I just want uh, I want people playing games where they want to play games, and I want there to I be know. announcements of more awesome games. But I do want people to that own an Xbox One now that made the decision to just because you can all. I mean, how can you all own all these consoles? They're really expensive. So yeah. I don't want well, people that, that purchase an Xbox could, One. Though. Historically, we could we could feel. We could own all three, you know? It used to be... Uh, yeah, okay. Well, you put yourself in debt. I mean, you don't want... Right? It's a lot of money to spend. Well, yeah. I mean, yes, it is. But if... It's a lot of money, Victor Lucas. And you're spending all this money on high-priced games, like full-priced titles. It used to be two. It used to be two. It used to be Nintendo or Sega, you know? Okay, then, yeah. I, did, then, I, I had Nintendo and Sega. You're right. I, did, know, have, I and, did have the two. But the three now, I mean, that's a lot. Three is quite a bit, for sure. And you're, the only way it makes sense is if there's enough differentiation yeah. in the, in the uh, first-party stuff, if there are right. exclusives. Because, honestly, it's not the hardware that costs a lot of money. It's the game collection. And if you right. buy the hardware to be able to play the best games, you choose the best way to play right. your whole so library. Right, so a lot of people gravitated toward the Xbox One because of all the titles that were promised at launch. I mean, there were, there were a few that and, were promised And the launch. legacy and the, whole, and the, uh, the belief sure. in, in the success of the Xbox 360. And I've always enjoyed um, like being online with Xbox more than being online with Sony. Yeah. So, I mean, there's always that as well. Yeah. People, I mean, people love the achievement system as well with Xbox. I mean, there's a lot there for fans to hold on to. Yeah. It's just I don't know I don't I I hope that we that we can still hold on to it and I hope my friends will be okay at their jobs. That, like I mean just, that's honestly what it is. Is like yeah. we have concern too. You right, know of we course. know all of these folks as well and and uh, uh, you know I want Ken Lobb to be very happy. <laughs> I love that guy yeah. and I want him to love his job and I want him to have lots of awesome things to talk about and and uh, uh, I know you know I just I want great news starting to come out of sure. out of there you know it's it's so not let, it's not good we, for the whole business when you have it's probably not even the shake it's up not like the this. Xbox One that's not the problem it was the Microsoft Surface you think the, I don't know I'm just, I'm just teasing I don't know <laughs> well I mean they they have they they are in an incredibly fickle business I mean look they, at all they, the competition well look yeah, at totally all the and they make all of their money off of uh you know their business software solutions and their cloud-based stuff I know and their but look, processing look how they're, look how they're thir- I mean really if you think about it we don't know the numbers yet but look how they're, they're third place um with Nintendo and Sony they seem to be third place at this at this moment and then even with the tablet game they seem to be third place with Samsung and Apple. Yeah. They seem to be third. I just feel like, I don't know, maybe they're just in races that they can't win. I, I mean, this is it. Then I'm very curious to hear. Please, you know, uh, send Josh a message or comment under the video or send us tweets or whatever. I mean, I really want to hear from people that are, you know, yeah. loving their Xbox One or worried about the future. Like, I want to and hear do you what own people, a surface? you know, I, yeah. Like, what, what are your thoughts on, uh, on Microsoft making these because this I huge used change. to rock a Windows phone and I loved it. Yeah, and I loved it. Well, we have uh, Tavis Dunn, our, our tech guru here at uh, 
at the company loves uh, Windows, the the whole tile thing of Windows 8 it's and, and loves like the phone, it. Yeah, you know? And that's the other side of this equation too, is like Microsoft has an incredible game system Yes. in the PC. It's like an irrefutable, <laughs> unbelievable, <laughs> like, yeah, like everybody should have right. a gaming PC. Speaking yeah. of PC games, you know? are we gonna are we gonna talk about Divinity Original yeah. Sin? Yes, we are. Oh my god, that yeah. game is so good. It's so good. And okay, can we move on from this now? The morbid Microsoft speak. Yeah, no, can we move absolutely. On from it, Joshua. Yeah. Okay, good. Uh, so you brought this game to my attention. Uh-huh. I mean, I already knew about it, but I, I was honestly avoiding the whole review thing because I knew how many hours it was going to take. It looks like a game that's bigger than us, right? It looks like it a is game, game that is just <laughs> too intimidating. It's more than we can chew. You know, it's a, a massive role-playing game. It's turn-based, and it's got real-time interactivity. It's yeah. got a little bit of Diablo, a little bit of Skyrim, a little bit of Final Fantasy Tactics, all to those name things. a few. Yeah. All of those things. You have yeah. a gaming boner right now, yes. don't you? I mean, all of those things are amazing. So to have that in one game, although... We have to say that we have to do some research before jumping into this game because yeah. it does not hold your hand at all. This is a gamer's game. You get slaughtered mercilessly in yeah. this thing, and that's how it teaches you. And it's <laughs> it's incredibly frustrating to, uh, to put the auto load and to watch your dude. Like an abusive who, father, and yeah, that's totally. how you learn. <laughs> yeah, and you think you've got all your stuff. You got enough health potions, and yeah. you know you've got your, your uh, a few. <laughs> I know it's so true. You load up on all this stuff, and you, you still get scrolls. You're gonna shoot people with fire, and then like you shoot them with fire or electricity, and it yeah. takes off two. Or three, <laughs> and then they hit like, you with a, like ice daggers, and then they freeze you, and then the other guy, this little tiny imp thing, walks around and just starts whacking you, and they're they're four, 14, 16, 18 I know, hit points and then you're off. turned into dust. Yeah, and your other character, because you create two characters, yes. you're not just playing with one here; you get to create two. So I spent so long creating my characters. You because have to. You have to because I love creating characters, number one, because I like at least one to look like me. I'm very vain in my video games, absolutely. Yep. But you also want to make sure, that's why you have to research this game because you want to make sure that your characters are complementary. Well, first, I, you know, I don't think, like this doesn't have an advertising budget. I think people are just... No, this is a Kickstarter game. Yeah, and it's word of mouth. And I saw Jeff Kanata, you know, one of our old oh, colleagues yeah, here. Jeff. He is freaking out about it. I saw him talking with Garnett Lee, who's another friend of ours who... Uh, they run, uh, he, they've done a bunch of podcasts and stuff together. Are you uh, talking about their DLC podcast? Uh, well, that's, Jeff's got his DLC uh, oh, podcast okay. and, and Garnett works with John Davidson now, but Garnett and they used to do we Weekend should, We should hashtag payday. We should give some other podcast love. Oh yeah, they're all fantastic guys. Yeah. But I saw them having a Twitter war about <laughs> divinity because Garnett was not having it. And John, and uh, Kanata was loving it, and yeah. uh, it was really entertaining to read that. And I said, "Okay, well, we're definitely going to check this yeah. game out." And uh, I freaking love this thing. It's <laughs> such a cool, and uh, you know, out of time experience. Like, there's nothing else like this right now, and it makes yeah. it feel like you stepped into a time machine and you've experienced never winter nights again but it has 2014 presentation and beautiful music and great voiceovers plus like reams of text to read as well so that's yeah, but gonna... they're also there's also dialogue they're, they're there is, chatting yeah. as well I mean, yeah. you don't just have to read it they're they're talking with you too but they're talking back and forth between each other and yep. also the characters that you crew I, I just, I mean, you I get put into the, a paper, you, you get rock, rock, paper, scissors, scissors arguments with, and to win decisions with your, with your colleague, with your AI what a great companion, idea. which what is a awesome. Great idea. So you're, you're at a decision point in a game, whether you're going to kill an ogre or not. And then you yeah. get into a rock, scissors, rock, rock paper, paper, scissors, 
fight with your colleague to determine whether you kill that person or not. And if they win, you do it. <laughs> you or do you know, it. It's, it's so cool, you know? Right. Lots of great really, choices. Really great it. ideas. But you can tell it was just made by people that absolutely love this genre, but also love PC gaming. Yes. I mean, this they made this for they made this for gamers. I mean, there's no hand-holding here at all. You definitely, definitely, I definitely recommend watching Let's Plays um, if you're going to jump into something like this. Or Twitch, or, Twitch streams. Or Twitch streams, yes. absolutely. You can watch Let's Plays on Twitch, isn't that what you do? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> sure, we can do that. And um, just <laughs> research. I mean, sure, we're learning as we go. But uh, yeah, just researching and realize uh, what character, how you should customize your character, because all that takes a long time to get into, and you really need to put aside a lot of time. I set this game to the side of my pile of games to play this week because yeah. I was terrified of it. To yeah. be honest with you, yeah. I was absolutely terrified. You need hours and hours um, and hours. You and do hours. need hours. So and I missed. I missed out on my softball game this week. Three. I'm sorry, Joshua. Yeah. Uh, because I was playing this game, but I do not <laughs> regret it because it was really a time. <laughs> and it's one of those games that you think about when you're done playing because you don't want to finish playing. Yeah. You walk away from it. You're well, like, oh, and then you I'll think about the branch of it too, right? Yeah. Like every choice you've made to get you to wherever you are in the game, you mm-hmm. could have gone in a different direction yeah you, you know could've. and you think about the levels and layers of complexity this is the kind of game design because we're playing so many of these fucking games where you're just like <laughs> moving your finger across the screen and some glob yeah. hits another glob well that was the game that we played yeah. like literally before but we how many games can you describe like that now there's so many games like that we still gave Saito a good score it was good it was, it was fun and we still need stuff like just that but then there's this game yeah. which feels like fucking nuclear a physicists game. figured it out you know <laughs> like they sat around and they hit they grew beards <laughs> while they thought of every mechanic they could throw into this thing yeah. and every decision that you're gonna have to have it's true and you feel feel you feel like Gandalf when you play the game you know you just you feel like I'm yeah. going to get this I'm going to figure this out you know you get your he's giant he's not some mug. conjurer of cheap tricks <laughs> he's not a conjurer of cheap tricks <laughs> no it's really cool can't you, recommend yeah, it enough uh, yeah check it out if you are a PC gamer if you're a steamer uh, one yes. of those games to check out for sure our, our capture guy John has already put in like 13 hours he's obsessed with yeah, it yeah all the gamer people are freaking out about yeah. it and it's a good thing because we don't get enough of them let's talk about the uh, PS2 feature that uh, oh that Jamie, Jamie put Chap- together Chapman put up who is uh, a really terrific young writer here at EPN so smart and really smart really passionate great guy yeah. and um, very fashionable also uh, yes <laughs> <laughs> Can we stop complimenting him? Oh, sorry. I'm, I'm getting uncomfortable. I, I never hear I know. anything. He's like got that. a great no. summer look. I yeah. don't know. I'm just. <laughs> no, he's a wonderful guy, and and I love his insight and his observations on this stuff. Just like Blake's uh, written reviews of of yeah. uh, the movies, it's like he has know, such a different take on things that you and I do. Yeah, and it's yeah. cool that we have these passionate folks as colleagues, you know, these people that really know their stuff and well, have a you, different perspective. Yeah, you and, can get to know actually a lot of them for their podcast called Now Loading, right. which is great. Well, Jamie took it upon himself uh, to uh, create this feature about 10 PS2 games that you may have missed. I think I reviewed a bunch of them, like <laughs> Mad Maestro and Downhill Domination. Yeah. But it's uh, it's a really clever idea. And I, you, if you haven't read it, you should check it out. There's vids, vid links and stuff in there. And I, I feel like we do this a little bit with Buried Treasure, of course, mm-hmm. but I think it's it's uh, it's time that we collect a little bit more of this stuff. And it makes yeah. you think about all of the... Uh, and I think it's happening in games a lot. Sure. You know, Not only are developers designing mobile titles mm-hmm. directly ripping off from past concepts, mm-hmm. but there's also, I think, in, in the media, because there's a little less you know, triple A or double A or even B or C level games getting no, made. You're really low days. reaching, okay. 
we're thinking about the roots of the industry and we're thinking yeah. about some of the, the the games that got us along the way, you know, the, the things mm -hmm. that, that uh, got us from here to there. Yeah. And IDOS used to run uh, Fresh Games, I think was the name of their brand. And they brought out uh, Mr. Mosquito. Do you remember, remember Mr. Mosquito? You played a mosquito and you ran around a, inside of a, a houses and you had to uh, poke them and, and suck blood out of the people. And uh, That's disgusting, but it sounds really awesome. Right? Yeah. And games used to get funded with ideas like that. Right. You know? I know. Now you really need to have something well, to get funded. And Sony published Downhill Domination, which is a mountain biking game, which is the best mountain biking game that's ever been made. It's made by the guys that made War of the Monsters, which is the yep. best giant monster fighting game ever made. Two very wacky ideas uh, and totally worth your time. Right. You know? Well, that's and we what need I, more of them. Well, we need more of, I think we need more of these top 10 lists. Yes. I think. Uh, and you just, know what, you, what will happen is people yeah. will kickstart sequels oh. or, or uh, pseudo sequels to things like this. That's true. Yeah. Um, or they'll rip them off and put them in their Unity based mobile games. Yeah. So I feel like definitely check that out, the top 10 list. But also give us your ideas for your own top 10 list. Yeah. Because we could definitely put those together. Yes. Um, or, or what you think should be in the top 10. And we got a lot of. We got a lot of suggestions in the top 100, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> we heard you loud and clear. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll try maybe, to correct maybe next that year we next start time. A, a top 100 again. What do you think? Oh, right my God. Okay, well, let's I'll, torture Scott with that I'll one really when look. he comes back. <laughs> yeah, it would be the... Scott, guess what? Like the, the day Scott gets You're back. back. just in time. Yeah, <laughs> the second top 100. <laughs> All right. Oh, let's, my gosh. Let's talk about uh, some of the flicks that we saw this week. Oh. In the last Two seven weeks. or eight days i don't know many well, days because we can talk about some of the movies that we saw last week actually oh yeah we promised a zach braff yeah fest that, yes <laughs> if you want it or not it's coming at you right now can i give you my uh, my quick zach braff uh comment or my, oh, uh, so my give story me an impression okay no i don't have an impression of zach oh braff. okay i like right. him by the way i'm a big fan of uh his talent and his ability and his chutzpah uh, I loved Garden State. I thought that was a terrific film. Uh -huh. And he's made a, a follow-up movie, Wish I Was Wish Here, I was which here. we're going to uh, talk a little bit about. But uh, he was shooting Wish I Was Here at Comic-Con last year. And I was walking around yeah. taking photos of all kinds of stuff. And uh, lo and behold, there was a film crew shooting us as we were all walking across the street to about to walk down, uh, I think, the 4th Avenue or whatever, whatever it is in, in uh, San Diego. And I was looking, I was like, that's Zach Braff. Yeah. That's cool. I'm going to take yeah. a couple pictures. I started taking pictures of th them shooting uh, the fans walking across the street. You and know then what? He... I know if you see Victor Lucas in the street, he definitely has a camera in his I've, hand. I've He's definitely shooting everything. I'm, I've always got my Peter Parker cosplay on. But I, start, I was taking pictures. People around him were like, get away. And then he started to get pissed off. And I, so I've got a picture of Zach Braff, which I'll post on the page here, <laughs> of him basically giving me like get the fuck away you, you got the kinds. paparazzi i got a thing paparazzi that, thing yeah, yeah that he thought it was a paparazzi do. thing so. oh okay well so maybe maybe he's... not that dramatic but it was still it was like wow okay i got a, a yeah uh, maybe he wasn't a good Zach Braff yeah he was in a good mood that day maybe a lot to deal with for that guy uh well and that's clear because now we've seen the now movie now we've seen the movie you know i too I much to deal with this movie is a lot to deal with, actually. Yeah. It's a lot to deal with. Um, there's so much happening in it that you become overwhelmed with the messages. Yeah. Um, because there are a lot of messages here. And some of them are very heartfelt. Se um, and second big Kickstarter project that we're talking yeah, about today, too. Right? I know. Another Kickstarter. Um, what a world. It's just the family, the family dynamic that he creates here is not 
is not synthetic. I mean, yeah. it's... Yeah, well, set it up. What, what's this movie about? Um, okay, so we follow Zach Braff. He is a struggling actor. Mm-hmm. Um, he has a beautiful wife, played by Kate Hudson, who uh, is working at a job she doesn't like very much. She's getting basically sexually harassed at her job. Yep. Um, he doesn't seem to know anything about it, though, especially off the top. He has two kids that um, don't feel like brother and sister. They don't feel like they're his kids at all, but they're going through their own things. I mean, not the, not the young boy. I mean, he's just being a young boy, but the young girl is going through some things. They're going to um, a school that's very expensive that he, they can't afford, the family can't afford, but Zach Braff's father is paying for it. Yeah. But he can no longer pay for their schooling anymore because he has to go through some um, cancer, cancer treatment. Yeah. Uh, he's doing experimental cancer treatment, so those are very expensive. Um, so it's basically just a struggle for him, Zach, to have money to be successful in his job he had one he had one job that paid a lot of money and that now, was his one you thing you describe the movie it sounds like a drag it is a drag you know this uh, movie is a drag but it sounds like and i think this is the challenge that he had because it right. sounds like when you talk about the the moments in the film and what, yeah. what the film is about yeah it sounds terrible it sounds it like what a, what like we all live lives like that well we maybe i wasn't deal. painting it very well no, but, but i i think that's what he had to contend with and, yeah. and so what we ultimately get as viewers you know, a he he wrote a pretty heavy movie. You know, it's oh about my God, huge it's so life heavy. changes and in grappling. And so was Garden State, but I think this is a the, so like the adult version of Garden State. This is like what happens right. just at, you know pre middle age when you're even, watching all of that. But he's not even dealing with his own problems. He's dealing with his family problems. His yeah. father, his brother, who has his own thing going on. Uh, that's where the whole Comic Con thing com- thing comes in. So Kate Hudson terrible. is having his. Yeah, that's yeah. an insult. Uh, his Kate Hudson, who's having her own thing going on. Yep. There's so many themes here that he's trying to juggle, and he just can't juggle that many balls. Right, he so I think what, too many to what he tried to do was inject this artificial slapdash sitcom humor in there. Yeah. Throws in Donald Faison in a totally incongruous waste of space sequence where, you know, he's, he's trying to appease... There's, but he, also, um, at, the, what is her name? The Scrubs, uh, Kate Hudson. No, not Kate Hudson. The other, the pretty one, Ashley. Ashley Green. Ashley Green. Um, who another plays a character that she, I mean, you would never meet a, a girl like that. That's this way in real life. I mean, maybe you it's would, but artificial. I can't. It's all it's all artificially right. I mean, yeah. they don't have a good husband and wife relationship. Um, I, Zach Braff and Kate Hudson. I and mean, so there's he no. You do, he doesn't trust the dark. And the the comedy's half baked, you the know, comedy. and and, then, and and I feel like he was trying to uh, please all of his fans who he appealed to directly to ask yeah. them for money. And remember, he had to apologize for that too, right? He had to kind of yeah. not apologize, but kind of uh, provide excuses and reasons, and he had to defend his position on why he had to right. go. Right. So to get he this was money. obviously up against a lot with yeah. this. Um, I also feel, but there were there were these real moments, these real moments that. Oh my God, Victor, he was sitting right beside me and I couldn't even deal with the emotions that I was having yeah. watching this movie just because his father's going through some uh, things in the hospital that if you've ever lost someone that you love to cancer, then you know exactly uh, the yeah. sequence of things and how it all plays out. And I I think he lost his father to cancer, which is why he knows um, well, what's I mean, been happening. Well, I mean, you can tell that he's got some affinity yeah. for this, but he right. doesn't trust that we can take it. You right, know? and if he just left it at that, if that yeah. was a story, yeah. I would have been completely in. I would have jumped completely in the deep end with him, and I would have stayed in the theater. I had to leave the theater because I was crying so hard at one point, but it was just the moments with his father. Yeah, of course. If he kept those moments and kept that family dynamic because just Because Mandy Patinkin there, is amazing. Oh, God, he's so fantastic. Yeah. If he just kept those moments, that would 
and amazing, but to go, but it was so upsetting because you go from those moments to something completely inane, to mm-hmm. something completely artificial, uh, jumping from that scene to the next. It wasn't, it wasn't this beautiful moment carried through. It was a beautiful moment that was cut short and with this ridiculous joke that they would throw in. Yep. And then with people that talk, like you wouldn't hear people talk in real life. Well, I think, I mean, he made his money and he made his movie and right. uh, he'll get to do it again. Because there's enough good work in here that it good. shows that he's a competent filmmaker, but hopefully he's learned a lot of lessons so that the next thing that we get is is something that that is closer to what Garden State was, right? Uh, and in terms have, of quality, right? But why couldn't he have his own wife in this movie? Maybe that relationship would have been. I don't know. I I, 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 she, I feel I mean, like he he was he was totally. And, you know, maybe there will be a great book out of the making of this movie from his perspective, maybe. you know, because I think the uh, when the creator is out there trying to raise the because, you know, what he had to do as part of this whole Kickstarter campaign is he had to personally go and visit all of these different towns and show up at screenings and talk with people and shake hands. Look, and take he, the, he works hard. Yeah, he works hard. He does a lot. Sure. Yeah. But he also takes on a lot. You can't you can't take on that much. If you can't deliver on what you're taking yeah. on. It, it was too bad. I mean, we, I think we were both pulling for it. And, and, we were. Uh, I still remain a fan of his, but the movie for is sure. insufferable. And I don't think you should go see it. <laughs> Wait till it comes out on uh, video and, and uh, catch it that way. But uh, Wish I Was Here was uh, really yeah. a misfire for sure. And they, the other thing that we saw that he produced is this Video Games the Movie uh, documentary, which, uh, again, is... is uh, you know, feels like a friends and family kind of. Uh, I know. Let's let's get people that we know into this thing that are um, somewhat famous. That's the thing to he, talk he about. Just, this all of, business all of that, his friends, all yeah. of Zach Braff's friends, are just in this movie talking about video games. And I mean, that's fine because, sure, I mean, some of the people that were in it were are really in the gaming industry. But I mean, do you want if you're watching a documentary about video games, do you not want people talking about the games that they've actually made that they've been a part of? That's how we go behind the scenes of so many stuff, and we're going to get stories from people that have actually made the game because their yeah. hearts have been in it. And how do For, you make it? And who right. are these individuals? But to have yeah. someone like me sitting sit in this documentary and say, when I grew up, I was playing this game. I mean, do you, you, do you, do you really care? Why, yeah. why do you want to hear from me about this? Hear about the people that actually have been living in the video game Especially world. after Indie Game the Movie, which I hope right. everybody that's watching this has watched Indie Game the Movie, that it is an incredible piece of work. And I think so good. it raised the bar on storytelling around this incredible medium mm-hmm. that's filled with intelligent and uh, compassionate and wonderful, smart, entertaining people. Right. And we get a little bit of that. I mean, I mm-hmm. was really happy to see Al, Al Alcorn in there and Nolan you do. Bushnell. You get, you get a little taste of it. Yes. And, I, and my more. favorite stuff is them talking about, you know, the Space War Olympics and, <laughs> and MIT uh, and and uh, supercomputer facilities around the and world. And what happened with the E.T. video game. Yeah, but that's that's well tried. I mean, more of that but, stuff could have been but, in there for but sure. But with that, Howard I Scott feel Warshaw like... Howard Scott is in, in this thing, and he's the guy that created E.T., you know? Right, right, exactly. So, but to have that kind of history in there, I feel like, I don't know who they made this movie for. That's the problem. Because yeah. uh, with when I saw the E.T. thing, I felt like, okay, you know what? They're just, they're trying to explain it to people that have never really been into the video game world at all. Yeah. Right? And then after a while, you feel like, oh no, okay, they're, maybe they're making it for fans or I, you're, you're just not sure. And plus you're every not sure. talking head that comes up is like defensive about why video games deserve attention, right. you know? And it's just like, just one spiel after another. Video games are bigger than movies. Video games have eclipsed movies. Video games, are, I'm so sick of that stupid quote and that 
that that stupid insufferable summation about this business that should, should, has legs of its own and value of its own that's what should have been discussed why do you care why do right. you play not don't be completely defensive. You know, yeah, don't be talking about hyping this up for other people that may be disbelievers. Tell us why you love it right. and why you why you work so hard. And there are a couple of cool moments. Uh, the uh, uh, the guy that works at um, uh, on the Borderlands team, I think, was was really illuminating as well. I'm not going to mm-hmm. spoil any of that. I you know. There isn't enough documentation around this industry. There aren't enough documentaries about video games. That no, but when a documentary comes out, when a documentary comes out, yes, it should be more like indie game the movie. Yeah, absolutely. Focus on three or four really key people in the gaming industry. What their day is like, what their life has been like in this world, and why they think it's amazing, and where they think it's going to go. Yeah. that's what I want to know. That's what I want to see. We certainly do not need to see B and C level celebrities, and I don't mean to slag them or their work. No, but of course not. That is an ill representation of the true, you know, emotional value of this medium. We yes. don't need to see them pop up and tell us what it feels like and what it was like for them a, as a kid yeah, to yeah. play this game. I don't. I. I. I was rolling my eyes a lot. And there is some great, you know, footage and some great coverage and lots of old commercials and things like that, which are always fascinating to watch. But it was not, I mean, it was not captivating in the least. And you and I, I mean, we we should should have been there. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So uh, video games, a movie. So Zach, I'm like, he's just, I had a bad week with Zach. Another, you know, maybe, I mean, that's part and parcel. Maybe that's part of the issues here is that he's like the industry, Zach Braff, the industry, and he's being pulled apart into too many different maybe. things in too many different places. It's true. You know? I don't know. I'm I'm sorry. Yeah. I feel like we've been Anyways. writing a lot. Okay. The other, Zach Braff. the other thing, the purge anarchy. Should we talk about oh the purge God. anarchy or should we just leave the eye roll that you just did? Can we do that again? <laughs> Can you show us the eye roll again? Oh, my God. There we go. Okay. So there you go. That's all you need to know about the purge I anarchy. Roll. You know, my brother, uh, my brother used to have nicknames for all of my different eye rolls. Oh, really? And he would know what each one meant. <laughs> I know was because that I <laughs> was that the purge. <laughs> that was the purge. And I like, oh my god, just do not even bother. So when they tell us the release date for the um, purge three, we're gonna get the oh purge. Oh my eye god, roll. Ugh, the purge there, eye roll. There it is. Um, no, there's just, I mean, you know what? The audience was really engaged. We should say that. We should be fair. The audience was. <laughs> was into it but for the wrong reasons like it wasn't because the movie was amazing it was just because it was so silly well and the idea everybody knows the idea the idea is that crime doesn't count for 12 right. hours in America and you can go and kill anybody do anything that you want it's good concept scary, scary freaky and it's also commentary on our obsession with violence our obsession with gun Violence. And uh, how the 1% is ruining yes. or wants to demolish the rest of the, wo- of all, the world. All of that stuff is good fodder sure. for an interesting film, but mm-hmm. the movie can't live up to those uh, you know, ideals or the, the messaging that it's trying to kind of uh, allegorically tell us in, in this work. And right. uh, there are budget cuts all over the place. And even though we get outside and this is a better movie than that first crap purge Oh, no, film, I didn't even bother watching that never, because... Never watched that. Yeah. And I actually like Frank Grillo. I mean, he, he does... He's, there's a strong case made here for him to one day play um, the Punisher if they ever go in that sure, direction. Yeah. I think he's going to make a great crossbone. Right. Sure, but Vic, all the other performances here are atrocious. And it, I don't think it's even their fault. I think it's the writing because while we were sitting there in the theater, I thought to myself, oh my God, I think 
think I could write a screenplay. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. And you think, oh my God, I think, you know what? I think I can be an actress. <laughs> like you're just watching this thinking, hey, I can do that. Anybody they, can do they this. They make it seem so accessible. But that's what schlock always does. <laughs> schlock, and yeah. there's, a, there's a need for schlock. There's a, there, there's a need for mindless escapism. But people and, were la- like, people And were exploitation laughing. movies. People were laughing when there were people getting shot in the face. I mean, that was... That's been going on since the... I 60s. know. Walter Hill was, was was you know making movies like that, but, way then, back in the sixties. And there were th- so many throwaway questions like how they knew we're here. Yeah. What happened to the car? Yeah. What do you think's gonna happen next? Like I don't know. I don't know. Why are you throwing away these questions? They mean if, nothing. If you gotta go see the progenarchy, invest in a paper bag to put over your head. So when you walk recognizes. out of the theater, yeah. No, I mean, I don't know. Isn't there something else they can watch? Yes. <laughs> Go see Begin Again. Go see Be- the Apes well, movie. Yeah. Go yeah, see Edge of Tomorrow movie. again. Go see. Yes. Uh, oh my God. Go see uh, the Edge of Tomorrow. Go see a Why double bill of Captain movie? America and X Men. I don't think that's still. I don't know. Is Captain America There's still so many, I don't think so it's many good things. There's could, things coming on blue. I bet you. Buy Divinity on Original Sin and never leave your basement because it's a huge game <laughs> and it's and amazing. Don't, and don't watch Hemlock Grove. And don't watch Hemlock Grove. Yeah. But, those are, our, those are our lives. It's just like oh, we're complaining. Yeah. Hold on, okay, I had a couple, couple other things that we were going to do here. Oh, shoot, but we didn't... I'm I'm sorry. Is it, Was there a question? Because I didn't even... We haven't jumped in with Q&A time. Any Qs? Uh, I have one. Uh, mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I got two here. I got okay. Jump uh, Zero asked, PS Vita, Vita uh, dropping their Western uh, support. Like, not dropping it, but scaling it down. For uh, first-party developers or people are spending money, I we can't. That's the, the that, thing yeah. that sucks is that we have this live connection. Yeah. It's over the internet, yeah. and we can't. Somehow, we've got to figure out how we could do a, a better, robust Q and A type thing like that. I know so because keep, we're we don't actually have the like chat that. in front of us. I know to have it real time. I mean, it's actually happening, but we're chatting, so it's that hard. that is a weird thing. I mean, this the stuff that we were talking about with our fears with. Uh, with Xbox, and mm-hmm. th- this is an economic reality that Sony's facing as well. I mean, the Vita is finally starting to sell, but they're not investing in software. Sony is not. They're not. They're saying AAA or AA or console quality software is not yeah. where they want to spend their money. They're going to leave it up to indies and third-party developers to come up with titles to make the Vita seem like a worthwhile investment. Are which people is, buying the, the Vita it's, Slim? It, I, they, it is. It's picking up some steam because I, the... Um, uh, PlayStation Plus, it's also a good streaming utility for the PlayStation 4. Mm-hmm. It's actually doing all right. I don't mm-hmm. think it's getting anywhere close to the 3DS numbers. And there's actually a, a sizable amount of good games when you throw in all of the uh, uh, the PSP and the P- PlayStation 1 downloadable and the mobile stuff there, right. and, and the indie stuff. There's actually quite a lot to play on there. Mm-hmm. But I'm a fan of the Vita, and I love the... When that thing came out and I played Uncharted on it, I was like, oh my god, ah, I, I want know. more amazing escapes like this, but... What I also want is the ability to play it on television. And maybe when the PlayStation TV comes out Mm -hmm. as a kind of micro console Mm -hmm. and we see some of these games and maybe the sales go up a a little bit on them because you can play them on TV, maybe that will uh, spark a little bit more development there. But it's, it's not great news for sure. But then they're facing... Direct competition with iPhone and uh, and well, iPad development. Well, that's what you were saying. Even when the Vita first came out, like, look, there's not going to be any other gaming portable gaming console that comes out that's not also a phone. Yeah, we, I mean, like, it's it's, it's tough, really it's shocking. Yeah, that Sony doesn't have a Vita phone yeah. that's half Android and half PlayStation. You know, like ¿Por qué the, no los dos? the Amazon equivalent PlayStation branded device. Yeah, 
You know, it's really and shocking that it's not there. And maybe people buy Sony phones. And Nintendo as well. I mean, why doesn't Nintendo partner with Apple to do that, to make their Did next thing? Because has been clamoring for a Nintendo slash Apple partnership for well, a while now. Why hasn't it happened? Well, yeah. And um, they, I feel and, like and, I'm in the progenitor. you just asking <laughs> random questions. Like Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> yeah. Which is, why hasn't it happened? No, but... Say hello to your mother for me. <laughs> but I, no, but I think, you know, at this point, yeah, you have a mobile device that lets you download anything and yeah. it's also a phone. And, and uh, you keep it in that... So everybody's happy. You keep it yeah. in that that garden. It'd be amazing for us, right? Go the garden of gaming Eden. Uh, <sighs> can we have toy break? Toy break, yes. We have a very cool toy break we today. We have the coolest toy break ever. Also, okay. people want to know if that's Rush up there. That is Rush the yeah. dog. Is is it Alistair that's asking? or a, <laughs> I, I don't random. remember who asked. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yes, that's um, Rush the dog. That's from my, uh, that's from my uh, Mega Man toy collection, which I love. Uh, this just came for me today. Mm-hmm. I'm really excited because I have actually never shared anything for a Toy Break. A fan showed up. A fan brought something really sweet. And I'm sorry I missed you. Uh, I was actually pooping. Okay. I was. I was having a poo break and then somebody showed up for me. That All always right. happens. That's, the worst timing it's ever. It's awesome. It's awesome. But uh, everybody poops, Victor Lucas. It's true that. Uh, look it at this. It is also TMI though. Not. It's all good. It's all um, good. Okay, so but a fan showed up, knocked on our door, and uh, has yeah. gifts from Marissa, which is uh, and it just unbelievably so cool. sweet. I won't read you the letter, but it's incredibly sweet. Um, it's from uh, someone named Clement, and he's saying uh, congratulations and, on three years. Yeah, with reviews on with the reviews around. High five. I, thanks. But That's here's so the thing: rad. I didn't even know that it was my anniversary. And he did. <laughs> That's so sweet. Things move pretty um, fast. Is that a fridge magnet with yeah, the with baseball the schedule Vancouver on it? Canadians oh, on that's it? So cool. Isn't it so sweet? That's awesome. Um, okay, look at these cookie cutters. Look at these cookie cutters. You got to get up there and see. show the people. Oh, right. Now I have to do this. Yes. Okay. You gotta show so are you going to tell them what it is? Yes. Okay. So we have cookie cutters from all kinds of different uh, Mario worlds. Mario. We've got Princess Peach and Yoshi. Yeah. That is awesome. Um, so you know what you have to bring to Comic-Con now, right? Uh, yeah. Oh, cookies? And he brought you the bucket to put them all in, too, which know, it's so is so rad. And so you uh, got some tur- okay, turtles. Right. Which ones are those guys? Yeah, these are Adventure Time. Adventure Time, amazing. Isn't that so great? So rad. If any fans would like to come to the, to the office and bring, and bring uh, toys... I like toys for Toy Break. Look at at those game controllers. Very cool. It's awesome. Oh my god, that is so cool. He's our favorite. He rules. You freaking rule. Oh, I did the Okay, look, I'm going to be baking a lot this weekend. That's awesome. Nobody can hear Marissa, though, can they? She's not mic'd. What's that? So, Adventure Time. Uh, Animal Crossing, the Mari. Did he make them? Because are no, those no, no, those licensed? So they're not licensed. They're not real. So they're custom built things that he went out and bought for you. I know. That's amazing. Oh, here we go. Wow, that's incredible. You know what you got to do? You got to bake him some thank you cookies. Okay, fine. That will be super healthy. And then we have to. He probably left his address on there. Should we find out where where his address is? Should we tell the world where he lives? Yeah. Um, And then you send him some cookies. And sure. Okay, done. So cool. So that was toy break. Very smart. Clement, thank you. You're gonna get some so free much. Marissa made cookies. That's uh, awesome. That will be gluten and refined sugar free. I cool. will try to do this. Very also, good. Yeah, yeah. we still want to see Rush though too as well. Oh, oh okay. sorry, the, got, got, you're well, taking the away from my spots. toy break. This, this was toy break a few weeks yeah, ago. Yeah, we got. This was in a previous. Break. This is awesome. 
This, it goes no. with my uh, no, this is my, my Mega time Man. Now. I don't. Yeah, I don't yeah, we're we're done with that one. Okay. <laughs> uh, okay. It's not allowed. Yeah, um, Mario Kart. We talked about wait, PS PS Two. Yes, of course. Uh, that is not gaming related. But do you remember yeah. how I was juicing uh, a couple weeks ago? Yeah. I did. We do a Vic basement when you were juicing. The yeah, whole time? we did, and I so. was miserable. Okay, so. Um, I'm just going to apologize. I just want people to not ever do this. Don't ever do that to yourself. It's absolutely ridiculous. It's just, it's a fad and you do feel like whatever you feel like a little bit healthier when you're done, but just, just eat fruits and vegetables or eat more vegetables and fruit in your day. I mean, try to just, I mean, you, you should get protein into, it's not healthy. It just makes you miserable, and I'm sorry that I did it, Victor Lucas. I'm really? sorry that I did it. Okay. Don't. It's just a lot of money to the, spend. This is the world's first anti-juicing commercial. No, because, it, I mean, but all these things are such fads. They're yeah. such fads. Just try to be healthy. Every day. Every day. Yeah. And not have to. Don't go and, on these crash and, uh, wherever they are. And don't do it. And when you aren't healthy, don't beat yourself up about it. Just well, get healthy. Well, that's what I was doing. Yeah. That's what I was doing. I was beating myself up about it. Yeah. And so I felt like I had to compensate by doing this juicing thing. It's not, I mean... It's just a lot of yo-yoing. It's a lot of back and forth. It's not none of the stuff ever sticks. Yeah. Just just eat healthy, uh, exercise when you can. Look at Jose. He did twenty five. He did that twenty five minutes a day thing. Yeah. And that that's all you need. I know. It's wonderful. That's all you need. We're gonna do Vic's basement. Might be audio only next week though because we're gonna be in San Diego, so uh-huh. it's too difficult to have two cameras shoot all of it. And we're gonna try though. Send the video back in time to upload and all that. So we're can probably. We Probably just going to do an audio version, but oh. with Sean and with Jose. So it'll be it'll be four of us in the basement next week. The tag week. team in, back again in the basement team in San Diego. Um, but listen, this has been a uh, kind of a rough week. I think you know the Microsoft announcement was pretty yeah. rough, and the uh, obviously the plane being shot down, and, uh, and and the news that's coming out of that, and the uh, invasion that's happening right now. Do you know what happens though? Because you and I. Um, we have so much distraction. Yeah. We, our world is just talking about these things that distract us. I know. So it's, t- I mean, we're, so we're talking about all these things that we love and about this industry, but then you have news like that that really shakes you up. Well, that's because, real life. Because it's, re- it's real life. It's real life. And it's, uh, uh, you know, and, and honestly, like the, uh, the, the stuff about the movie affecting you and stuff, and we're oh, man, dipping into some heavy, powerful things. Uh, so everybody should take it easy this weekend. You know, hug hug the people that they care about. Please, because, oh my gosh! Please hug the know? people that you care about. Please give them so much love There's and a appreciate lot of your dark life. Happening right now. No, just appreciate life. Don't go on any kind of juice cleanse. Okay, <laughs> just love yourself and get excited for Comic Con because next year it's going to be nerd news like you would not believe. It's yeah. going to be. Uh, it's uh, it's it's almost it's almost obscene how how much we have got to enjoy now as so geeks for this stuff you know oh my gosh Victor Lucas I don't what am I I don't even know if I can be on Vic's basement for the next little while well you'll be next week and then uh, you're going on vacation after that I'm going on an Italian adventure yeah you're going to Italy so, so we'll wish uh, you we'll wish you off on uh, oh we're next gonna week. right we're gonna be yeah. together next week okay I'm yeah. sorry and then we'll see oh yeah Sean and we'll see our pals. That'll be the first time ever on Vic's Basement. I know. It's going to be awesome. I can't wait. I can't wait to see you guys uh, or, hear, or hear from you guys. And if you're going to San Diego Comic-Con and you see us, don't hesitate to say hello, okay? Please come say hello. That All would right. be so awesome. I will have treats with me probably. I think I'm going to bake some kind of nut. That's some, some kind <laughs> of nut. Well, no. just I like to candy my own nuts. That sounds like a euphemism. <laughs> yes, it does. Whoopsie poo. <laughs> Thanks are, for watching, everybody. Yeah, I think I think that's good. Unless there are any other questions or any cues. Why do we? Are no. we? Oh. 
We were pretty thorough this week. Okay, we were. We really got into it. Thanks for watching, everybody. Enjoy your weekend. Don't you? Stitcher. Stitcher. Don't you? <laughs> don't see Wish I Was Here. Don't see The Purge Anarchy. Do no. play Divinity Original, Original Sin. Sin. <laughs> Bye.